Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Happy to have you here. My name is Carly Aquilino. I'm your host, and it's the summer of the girlies. In case you haven't forgotten about that, in case you have forgotten about that, nice to hear from you. Nice to see you guys. Happy Monday. Uh, I'm so excited to get into this episode. I have a bunch of emails that you all sent into secretkeepersclub at gmail.com that I'm excited to get into. I have a very embarrassing story that I need to share with you. And yeah, I'm excited about it, you guys. I will say I'm kind of frantic right now, and I have one eye open on the side of my damn head because I've been monitoring my my cat, Robert. I don't know what the hell's wrong with him, but he's been drooling. He's been drooling like crazy. And not like slobber, like hanging drool, but just like drips of water coming out of his mouth. And I think he might have a hairball stuck in the back of his throat. Like he's eating, he's drinking, he's playing, but I'm starting to panic and I might, I'm just monitoring him. He just ate. So if he coughs or something, I'm stopping the podcast. I'm taking my baby boy to the doctor. Okay. But I hope the girlies are well, hope you all had a great weekend. I was very busy this weekend. Um, you know me. I went to the beach. I went to the beach. I my hair is more brown. I got a toner. Just filling you guys in on everything. And okay, here's my embarrassing story. On Friday night, I was at a bar um, with a couple of my friends, and we meet this group of guys from like England and Italy, and you know these the, these guys. You know those guys. You see them at the bar. And everybody kind of like paired up with one of the guys. I don't know. And the guy that I'm talking to, I was telling him about my cats and he was like, oh, I don't really I'm really like a dog person. And I'm like, yeah, well, that's why you'll never be welcome in my home and don't talk to my children. Okay, but I said, no, my cats are special. They're cute. And he's like, show me a picture. Girl, girl, girl. Do you know where this is going? So I take my phone out. I'm scrolling through my fucking camera roll. And just as a background, a few weeks ago, I was feeling a little down in the dumps about my body, right? I was like, I want to lose weight. I want like to, uh, I want a revenge bod. Okay. And so I take these pictures of my body. They were not flattering. They were not sexual in nature. My boobs weren't in them. My vagina wasn't in them. My butt wasn't in them. Okay. But it was very, um, high res photos of my belly of girl of my cellulite on my thighs, stretch marks, lots of photos. Okay. So, (laughs) So I'm going through my phone. I'm scrolling and he's like, hey, Bipes, just saw your nudes, Bipes. And I go, no, you didn't. I don't. I literally don't have any nudes on my phone. Like you didn't. That's not what you saw. He's like, no, I actually did. I saw it. And I'm like, you didn't. Because what you just saw was not for anybody's eyes. That was not for anybody's eyes. Okay. And he's like, no, I really think it was. (laughs) Girl, girl. The way this guy, first of all, don't look at somebody's camera roll when they're scrolling. You don't know what the fuck you're going to see. Okay. And I go, it's literally pictures are like my cellulite. <clears throat> Do you want to see them? Because I got nothing to hide. 
I tell, I turned to my friends while the guy's sitting right next to me. I said, girl, he just, I was showing him pictures of my cats and he saw my before pictures. <laughs> I go, those are my before pictures. He goes, well, where are the after pictures? I go, well, I haven't taken them yet. Girl. No, because the way that I wanted to die, girl, the way that I wanted to die, because you know, the before picture you're, 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 it's not flattering because you want it to be like a, a miracle transformation. Well, I had quite the rude, rude awakening. Um, but yeah, that was humiliating. Absolutely humiliating. Um, but we're going to get into these questions that you guys sent into secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. I haven't skimmed through these um, because I was fr- frantic about Robert since I, I went to the beach and then I came home and I've just been staring at Robert for several hours. So I haven't I haven't gone through these, but we're going to go right through. Um, this one says Spotify live was so fun. Oh, by the way, you guys, I didn't pick this on purpose. I'm just going in order. Um, Spotify live was very fun. I really, really love it. If you guys, I know I have keep mentioning this, but I promise you, they're not like making me push this on the podcast. I'm just telling you it really is a fun time. And the more people that are in the chat, the better, like it'll, it's just really fun. Everybody can interact. Everybody can ask questions. A couple of you called in last week, which was really funny. And, um, you can listen if you just want to listen to it. It streams live on Spotify at 8 PM Eastern, 5 PM, uh, Pacific, not specific not specific. And, um, or you can listen to it just straight on the Spotify app. But if you want to be in the chat, you got to get Spotify live. It's an app. It's free. It's free. Don't, don't come for me. Um, okay. Hold on. Now I lost the damn email. Spotify live was so fun. Just got done listening to the Spotify live and I was cracking up. It was so fun to chat with the girlies. I wish I had a way to contact all the secret keepers so we could do a Long Island or New York City meetup or something. That would be really fun. Anyway, since we're talking about the stuff uh, we love, I want to point out that I've started to say freaking like you with the emphasis on the ING. And it makes me laugh every time. Also, when we were talking in the chat about men that aren't on social media, I just have to say, I thankfully found a fiance that hasn't posted on social media in years. Yes, that's your man. That's the man you marry. You don't marry somebody that's like in the algorithm. Okay, red flag, girlies. I'll tell you that much right now. I'm not trying to date you if you're posting twice a day. Okay. Uh. She says, what a God, honestly, he's only on it to send me and his friends memes and repost stories when he's in them. I feel like we've heard some bad boyfriend stories recently. So I just want to say there is hope. There are good ones out there. Don't settle. And if he's not 100 percent, then he's out Uh, wishing the club members lots of luck and finding their future garbage man. Uh, Sorry for the rant of nothingness. Kiss you right on the lips. Oh, kiss you right on the lips, too. And, and your boyfriend that doesn't have uh, and your boyfriend that doesn't have freaking social media. Honestly, that's the man. That's the man you marry. That's going to be your husband. Um, OK, this one says, no, seriously, Carly, help. Hey, girl, I'm obsessed with you. Even just writing this email feels like such a good little vent sesh with my BFF baby angel. Oh, thank you so much. So let's get to the drama. So my best friend and I have been living together for the last seven years. So crazy to think about that, uh, about how long. Uh, we worked together for three years at a restaurant and sh- that she now owns. We hit it off despite our eight-year age gap. She's 35. I'm 27. We bonded over us both having filthy old dads, LOL, loser ex-boyfriends, and our love of wine. She's always had my back and vice versa. 
However, a few years ago, she started, quote unquote, hanging out with an older man, 52 as of now, who owns another somewhat local restaurant. They date briefly, blah, blah, blah. Then COVID hits, blah, blah, blah. And I end up working there while waiting for my roommate's restaurant to reopen and go about my normal life. Somehow I end up taking permanent shifts uh, on the bar at his place and I'm loving it. This is until my roommate hires an ex-chef from my new job that the older man, oh God, These triangles always confuse me. Ex-chef from my new job that the older man, in parentheses, who my friend is now in an on-again, off-again, leisure kind of relationship with my now boss. He hates him for some reason I can't get into. Okay. Um, Just know that the chef is a womanizer. So while my friend and my boss were in a fight for almost a month, she started sleeping with the chef who's married. Okay. Hold on one second. Hold on one, one second. I just have to check something. Okay. Sorry, you guys. I paused for a second for many reasons. Number one, I thought I heard Robert in the litter box and I wanted to, (laughs) is this TMI? I wanted to check his poop. Get over it. I'm a good mom. What can I say? My baby boy's drinking water right now. He's thriving. Okay. And my friend also texted me. My friend called me to tell me where she left her carrier just in case, because she's not home. Um, but I have her house key. So if I need to take him to the vet, which I don't think I need to do, but I was just like, tell me where it is. Anywho, you guys, let's get back to this, this email Worked together for three years at a restaurant. And then she owns a restaurant, right? Um, okay. She takes the job with the guy. He hates the other guy for reasons that he can't get into, but just know the chef is a womanizer. So while my friend and my boss um, were in a fight for almost a month, she started sleeping with the chef who is married. No. And when my boss and my friend start talking again, she will lie right to him about it, even though multiple people, even the chef's wife has said it to him. Uh, She will just keep lying and turn I have to keep lying. My poor parents have befriended my boss and have no idea about this. I've even had to lie to them about it. But a few weeks ago, I twisted an ankle and the chef was over our house and was wrapping my damn foot. And my mom showed up meeting this man for the first time, even though she's heard his name 1,005,278,000 times from my boss because he hates him so, so much. But Somehow it came up in conversation between my mom and the boss that the chef was over at our house. And as my luck has it, uh, my friend is in the mood to be with my boss this month. And now he knows that the chef was over and he's pissed and doesn't want to talk to her. And she knows that (laughs) it was my mom that said something. Oh, this is long story. So bear with me, girl. I've been dealing with this lying and chaos for over a year at work and at home. I try and stay out of it the best that I can, but now my own mother is involved. I have no idea what to do because I genuinely didn't think my friends don't think my friend sees anything wrong with this picture. Help. My anxiety is growing by the minute. Oh, what a nightmare. What a messy, messy nightmare. Um, Okay. I just have to say, like, this is so not your freaking problem. Like, this is so not your problem. And it's so annoying that your friend slash roommate is bringing you into this because she's being messy. Like, to me, you have two options. You have one, you just pretend you don't know shit, right? Which is kind of what you've been doing. But if you guys were just friends, that's one thing. But your roommates, you see the guy, the guy's at your house when you break your ankle. And next thing you know, he's a freaking paramedic and he's wrapping your damn foot for you and getting you ice for you. So you can't really say you had no idea what was going on. She's putting you in a bad position at your work. She's putting you in a bad position with your family now being involved. 
it's too messy. I would just, I would honestly just straight up tell her, listen, you need to come clean about this whole thing. But, but my thing is also like this guy, your boss already knows that she's banging the chef. He knows that she's banging the chef, right? Like his wife told her, your mom told him, like everybody told this guy she's banging the chef. So I feel like if you were to come out and say it, I don't know that he would really do anything. It feels very, very much like one of those relationships that's just toxic and you hate them, but you love them and you hook up and you break up and then you get back together and the sex is great. So you're sticking around, but you don't trust each other. It's too fucking messy. So I would say to her, listen, girl, like, I love you. I don't want this to be weird, but like this is now my family's involved and it's affecting my job and I'm having really bad anxiety over something that's 100% not my doing and not my problem. So I need you to clean it up and stop being so messy. Otherwise, I'm going to just tell my boss what the fuck is going on. I'm going to give you the opportunity to come clean to him, but otherwise I'm going to tell him because at this point, like you can't even lie for her. I never, ever want to be put in a position where I need to lie. Right. Especially if I'm not the one even getting laid. Hello. Why is why is she having all the freaking fun? She's banging chefs. She's freaking banging restaurant guys. Are you kidding me? And you're here with a broken damn ankle lying for for her. No, couldn't be me. I would just tell her you need to figure this out because it's ruining my life. And if she's a good friend, she'll help you out. If she's a clown, she won't. There you go. And then that'll tell you all you need to know about your friendship, too. Um, OK. I mean, you got to give us a follow up on that. You just got to. So, OK, this one says my first write in uh, girl. First of all, if you read this, I will die. OK, don't die. And second of all, this is my first email to you. I found the potty earlier this year after seeing this TikTok where you read the group chat from your parents about the Roblox gift card. I immediately showed that TikTok to every person I came in contact with for like two weeks. Oh, thank you so much. And my parents say thank you so much, I'm sure. Uh, okay, so here it goes. This isn't about boys or anything, but it's actually kind of a medical question. I've heard you talk about your back surgery a lot on the potty, and I actually just went through a surgery similar on my hip. I've had chronic pain in my hip and back for about two years now. And I have been to countless doctors, chiropractors, physical therapists, et cetera. And I've gotten everything from acupuncture to steroid injections, to even surgery to try and help me from the pain. I'm about five months out from having surgery and I'm pretty close to being fully recovered. But the pain I was experienced before the surgery came back with a vengeance about three months ago. On top of all that, my insurance has effed me over a bunch of times and keeps screwing up my medical claims and billing me for things incorrectly. And I'm constantly on the phone with them. I guess my question is, did you deal with chronic pain before or after your surgery? And if so, how did you deal with it? It has really taken a toll on me not being able to do the things I love, like running and roller skating and just working out in general. And sometimes I just get so fed up and I start sobbing and I can't stop. I'm a really active person and this has thrown me for a loop and it just kind of sucks to be in pain constantly at 25 years old. Would love advice you have on this and to hear about your experience with your spine surgery slash recovery. I hope you and the kitties are doing good and girl, please post more fit check videos. Oh, thank you so much because your style is top tier. Uh, bye bye. Kiss you right on the lips. TTYL kiss you right on the gosh darn lips. Um, thank you so much. And I'm sorry that you're going through that. I mean, having 
you know, people with chronic pain, it's su- you suffer and you don't understand how bad it is until you go through something like that. I wouldn't wish that on anybody on earth. Um, but to have a, a really bad pain that's constant, especially when you're young. I mean, I was 20 when, it, when I went through my whole ordeal and, um, it, it knocks you out. Like it, it, it puts you out. I couldn't do anything for, you know, a year and it really sucks. And even before that, I really, really was suffering. I was in a lot of pain for, I would say about a year and a half. I went to a bunch of different doctors. Nobody would tell me what was going on. Um, they were, they thought I was trying to get pills. Like they thought I was trying to get painkillers because I walked in with my fucking hair and my tattoos. And, you know, I was out here looking like a little freaking muskrat. I was looking Gothic as hell with my ripped stockings and my doc Martens walking into the hospital being like, hi, I can't, I can't walk properly. They were like, well, she wants Percocet. So we're going to have to send her away. But um, I finally found a doctor that found out that I had a problem and yada, yada, yada. You guys know the whole story, ba, 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 you know? But um, after that, after I fully healed, I was, I did have like pain from scar tissue for, I would say until I was about like 25. Um, so like five years after my surgery, it wasn't excruciating. It wasn't anything like the pain that I had experienced before. So, I mean, I don't know what you're feeling medically. If you're saying it's the same thing, then maybe you have to go and get a different surgery or get something else because my, the pain that I had in my spine never from my tumor never came back. Um, but it was just like the healing, you know, my muscles growing back and everything kind of, cause I had hip surgery too. Um, at the same time, because they, they replaced my, um, disc with my hip, but just that healing process really, really was a long time. And then I would feel just kind of like a tightness around my, um, scar. So I never felt the same thing again, thank God. Um, but maybe go girl, I swear. And even everybody I know that works in the medical field says the same thing, like get a second opinion, go to a different doctor, tell them your background. I'm sure they'll give you, you know, all of your information. Like sometimes they do it on a disc or they can give you just like all of your paperwork, um, and bring it to somebody else because you shouldn't be suffering like that. It's, it's not right. And hopefully you can find a specialist, um, that can take care of it for you. But that's when I finally got what I needed was when I went to a a specialist, I went to like a, a neurosurgeon and then he found the tumor and then he didn't feel comfortable doing the surgery. So he sent me to uh, a specialist that specialized in the exact tumor that I had, um, which is what you want. You want somebody that specializes in whatever you're suffering from, especially if you're suffering in, in chronic pain, but please keep us posted on that you know, it sucks too to like, have to like take, I remember having to take a leave like every three hours for years, which is so like, so bad for you. You should not be doing that. And that's what a lot of the doctors said. They would go, Oh, well, here's the thing. Doctors don't fucking know everything. And I've heard so many horror stories from people, people, doctors telling people that they're fine. And then they're not, you have to go and get another opinion. You know your body better than anybody else. If something's wrong, you have to just really keep going to different doctors until you find one that believes you and and respects you enough to give you more tests. That even happened with my dad. He was going to doctors. 
and telling them what was wrong. And it was like definitely alarming. And they were going, oh, well, you're, you're healthy. They did his vitals. Oh, you're healthy, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I know something's wrong you know, and he ended up going to a specialist and that, and that was how he found out he had cancer. He saved his own life. If he would have listened to that first doctor, who knows what would have happened, you know? So you just have to be your biggest advocate when it comes to anything that has to do with medicine, you know, better than anybody else. I I feel very strongly about this. And listen, I respect doctors, of course, but it's happened to me. It's happened to everybody where they don't know everything. Okay. So just keep going till you find someone that'll, that'll, you know, help you. Sometimes they just go for the, whatever they see most common and they say, Oh, you're young, you're fine. Blah, blah, blah. That's what they did to me. Uh, okay. Let's do this. Awkward moment to add to the list. Hi, Carly, on those precious little fur children, Robert and Stanley. I'm also a fur mom of two baby fur angels. I attached a photo of them. Okay, before I read the rest of this email, I have to look at... Oh, oh no. Are they twins? Are they from the same litter? Stop. These cats are actually so cute. One of them has socks on and a bib. It's gray, but it has a bib on that's white, and it has socks on that are white. And then the other one is so cute. Stop. They're very cute. Uh, okay. I loved watching you on girl code. I'm so happy that you have this potty every Monday to make my drive home from work so much more bearable. Honestly, I catch myself laughing so hard throughout the episodes and I just want to say, Oh, thanks so much. Anywho, I love hearing everyone's cringe, awkward moments. And I'd like to add one to the list. Why is it so awkward taking the elevator in your own building with someone that you don't know? Can I tell you how often this (laughs) happens and you never know if it's going to just be awkward silence or the conversation will be made going up the longest four floors. I had a lady today say it smells like peppers out of nowhere. I answer her back saying, oh, yeah, it does smell like peppers, even though I don't think I smelled peppers. (laughs) I then said, I feel like you never know what you're going to (laughs) smell. Girl, you did not. Why did I say that? Then she starts rattling off all the recent smells in the elevator, cologne, cigarettes, body odor, and pizza, and then told me that it wasn't her that smelled like peppers. And then I had to slide past her to get off the elevator and told her to have a good night. But I walked out thinking, wait, what just happened? It's so awkward. I just had to share it. (laughs) That's so funny. Elevator conversations or any like, oh my God, it's so true. It is so true. So awkward. Just had to share it. Can't wait for more episodes. And hopefully I can see you in NYC. Well, thank you so much. I love that. That is so funny and true. Anytime you got to have a little convo with somebody, God forbid it's a man. God forbid I have to talk to a man. It's a nightmare. I was at a bar once with my friend. This was last, uh, this was like in the fall. And I was at this bar and the bartender was like helping me get seats. Cause I was like, Oh, this table only has one chair. Do you have another chair? Like I'll grab it. And he was like, Oh no, I'll get it. I'll get it. Don't worry about it. I was like, Oh, thanks so much. And then, you know, I'm chatting with him about like, he's like, where do you live? Like what area do you live in? I told him whatever. And then he was like, so weird, making me feel so weird. The rest of the time I was just hanging out with my friend. And then he's like, Hey, by the way, 
because I went and like brought the chair back in just as like a nice gesture to be like, here's your chair. And he was like, by the way, like, can we uh, can I have your phone number? Can we go out and hang out? And maybe tomorrow morning we could go get coffee. I was like, um, I, I appreciate it. But it's like I was just like I was being nice. And it also makes me feel weird because then I can never go to that bar again, because guess what? I said, yeah, sure. And then I never talked to him again. Cause I don't know how to do, I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to do it. There should be a rule, you know? And he was really cute. I was just like, that wasn't the vibe for that night. You know, it was the fall of the girlies. Okay, you guys, just a quick word from our friends over at Osea. Dewy Summer Skin isn't just for your face. With the right products, you can get a full body glow. Osea skincare and body care products help you get your skin ready for summer. I loved you guys. I know that I say this every time I talk about Osea, but I really, really love their oil. I love their body butter. I love all of the stuff that they gave me is so luxurious. It looks beautiful. It makes your skin glow. And as you know, it is the summer of the girlies and the girlies are showing up. We're showing out, we're moisturized and we're glowing. And when we arrive places, people say, is that an angel? Because she's glowing. Her aura is glowing. I swear I use the products every day. I'm almost like I'm I think halfway done with the serum that they sent as well. It really, really is such beautiful, well-made stuff. I can't speak highly enough about it. Um, you can experience radiant summer skin with Osea's Undaria Algae Body Oil. And I read that because they wrote it out for me phonetically, which I appreciate. It's a rich, never greasy, luxurious body oil that smells of sunny citrus and notes of sweet passion fruit. Try it in Osea's Total Body Glow Trio Kit. The kit includes a body oil, moisturizing body scrub, and a plant-based body brush. Sweep away dead skin cells for soft, glowing skin all summer long. The Total Body Glow Trio is clean, safe, and responsibly sourced, vegan, cruelty-free, and powered by the sea. You can find your new skincare favorites at oseamalibu.com. Get a special discount just for the girlies. Take 10% off your first order with promo code SECRET. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $50. Uh, You're going to want it all. So go to oseamalibu.com and use code SECRET. Okay. Um, Let's see. Okay. The worst date ever details. Uh Oh, you know, I love this. Hey, Carly, I submitted a confession on Thursday about the worst date ever with the dad. Yes. Okay. So she was in the Spotify live and I told, I think I said like, did I, did I, did I announce this question? Cause I had it screenshotted. Yes, I think I did because I said, I need more details about this, but she said that her worst date ever was she went out with a guy and his dad and she paid for the bill and she also slept with the guy after. <laughs> and I go, girl, what happened to get from point A to point B? Where were we at mentally? What, what was going on? So let's find out. I'm so excited to have a follow up on this. Uh, I just wanted to give you a little more context and more details. First of all, I was on the Spotify live, but I'm a little scaredy cat and I was too nervous to explain everything. Well, that's fair. I think that a lot, we definitely get a lot more confessions on like my Instagram because whatever comes in on my Instagram, I'm going to just keep anonymous. I don't want to say anybody's name. Um, and I feel like that makes people spill it. So it's like more fun that way. Um, 
but there were a couple girls that wrote in confessions and then called in. But I understand not wanting to. She says, but now I'm ready. So here we go. So I'm just going to start off by telling you that this guy was a welder. Hot. Welders are so hot. I was talking to my friend about it the other day because they wear those special masks and gloves. Can you imagine? Anywho, I was 21. Now I'm 35. And I met him on a date at an art show in meatpacking. He asked if I wanted to go get a bite. And I said, yeah. And he goes, okay, let me go get my dad. Bye, dad. And then he gets his dad and we get his dad's old pickup truck, which was a disaster, uh, though brushing empty. <laughs> think brushing empty f- fast food containers off the seat so the three of us can sit on the single bench. No, that was when I would say I have diarrhea. I have to go. And we drive down to the West Village. Before we eat, he remembers that his favorite clarinetist is playing at a nearby synagogue. See, now now the story is getting a little crazy. But. Here we go. Uh, yes, you read that right. And I obviously said, oh, that sounds fun because I'm a people pleaser. <laughs> this is, again, another scenario where a woman gets into just because women feel like they're going to be called a bitch by saying no to something. They just will go to see a cl- clarinetist at a synagogue. OK, girlies, we got to start saying no. We got to start saying no. She says. So we go to the synagogue and the clarinetist wasn't there. So it was just a bunch of people sitting around and eating Entenmann's cookies, listening to clarinet music on a record player. So finally, we get to leave and go get dinner. And I offered to pay and they said, sure. What? Why did you offer to pay? I ended up going on a few dates with this guy. And thank God he moved to Europe because I decided to try online dating right after. And I quickly met my now husband. And we have a cute little baby girl and the best dog ever. Picture is attached. And a boat comes sailing, girly. We live in Brooklyn. Um, <laughs> You're going to regret that invitation because I'm going sailing with you and your husband and your baby. Anyway, just a little message to the girlies that the right one will come around. You may have to sift through some interesting ones first. Thank you for making me LOL during my commute to work on Mondays. I was so bummed um, to go back to work after my maternity leave, but you really make my Monday so much better. I love you so much. Oh, I love you too. Let me see the baby. (gasps) Stop. This is a really cute baby. No, because the baby actually looks like a baby doll. The baby looks like a baby doll and has chunky cheeks with little dimples. And then the dog is also very cute. I'm going to rate the dog. Hold on. Let me see. Okay. The dog is a 10 out of 10. Wow. The dog is a 10 out of 10. And it's wearing a life vest on the boat that I'm going to go on. And I'm joining your family. So that's very exciting. Oh, my goodness. So this one says, please open. I can't think of a clever subject. Hey, BFF Carly and the most handsome kitty babies. I was just listening to the most recent podcast episode where someone wrote in asking, hold on, I got to expand this. If it was weird to not have a maid of honor at their wedding and naturally I had to respond because I'm planning my own wedding and procrastinate mopping my floor and procrastinating mopping my floors. Our wedding is in October this year and we're not doing a wedding party at all. No bridesmaids or groomsmen or flower girls, blah, 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 or ba ba ba. <laughs> and the entire time I thought about planning our wedding before actually planning it, I was always stressed over including all the traditional wedding things, just because it felt like that was what we were supposed to do. Now that we have a date and we're getting the details, we decided instead of having a party to celebrate our marriage uh, after a small backyard ceremony with all of our closest people and forego most of the traditions. I love that. I think that's what I would do. 
of course, my girlies, that would have been my bridesmaids will be there. And maybe I'll ask them to wear coordinating colors for the sake of some super cute pictures. But doing it this way feels much more us and everyone else is being really supportive of our decisions, which your loved ones should be when you're getting married. So this little novel is just to say to the girly that wrote in and anyone else who might be wedding planning, it is your day and you should do it exactly the way you and your partner want it to be. I've known someone who had two maids of honor, a few people that had bridesmaids, but no maids of honor and people who didn't have a wedding party at all. It's just hard when you're considering other people's feelings, but you got to remember it's your wedding and it should be perfect to you regardless of what other people think. Uh, oh, well, good. I a hundred percent agree with you on that. And I think that your wedding is going to be beautiful and, and amazing. I think that's what I would do if I ever got married, which never will happen because I can't find a man to save my damn life. Okay. But if I ever did, I would want it to be like a backyard. I don't know whose backyard, but give me a little, you know, a blow up gazebo from Amazon and a couple pigs in a blanket. And I'm all set, you know, give me a couple Aperol spritzes and a brewski. And consider me wed. Uh, I think the planning, the wedding planning seems like something that is so stressful. And I'm not, I, I'm, I don't know if I'm, I would be capable of doing it. Maybe if I had a good planner. Okay. And then she says, by the way, Carly, if you're reading this on the podcast, I will probably shit my pants. What is with everybody shitting their pants and also um, dying from this episode? Also, I DM you on Instagram as if we're besties. I'm going to invite you to my wedding. Even if you don't see it, please invite me to your wedding. Ooh, and then she gives a good fuck, Mary kill, which is actually, wow, this fuck, Mary kill is, I'm upset. I'm upset by that because it's going to be a hard one for me to do, but we'll see. Uh, well, thank you. I, I like getting your guys' perspective on stuff like this too, because again, like I said, I've obviously never been married. I've never planned a wedding. So I'm just kind of like so, some questions I answer just as like my observations and my experiences as a friend of somebody who has gone through certain things, but it's good when you guys tune in and chime in. Uh, this one says roommate question. Hey, Carly and the kitties love you all. Uh, I need advice about what to do with my current roommates. I live with two older girls and we moved in together about six months ago. We didn't know each other before moving in, but we got along very well and developed a loose friend group with our mutual friends. I love my roommates and I find them super fun and hilarious to hang out with. Um, but they do things without me all the time. They have group chats with our mutual friends without me. They always make plans without me. And the only time I'm ever included is if I find out about it and about the plan and ask if I can come. The thing is, I know they're allowed to do whatever they want. Uh, they don't have to invite me to anything, but I hate this feeling like the on one out and it happens all the time. I'll leave my room and see them all dressed up about to go out with mutual friends. It hurts and it makes me feel like I'm not cool enough or hot enough or fun enough to be included. I also am just confused because when we do hang out, I have the best time and I know I'm not being weird or something. I'm not sure if I should just cut them off completely as friends uh, outside of living together and invest my time in other friends friendships or is this is something that keeps happening and I keep getting really hurt and sad. I really don't know any other solution. Talking to them about it feels so childish. I would probably be embarrassed if they were to include me after I asked them to. Right, right, right. Uh, any advice would be much appreciated. Oh, you know, this is really tough. And you're, it, I was the whole time I'm reading this in my head, in the back of my head, I'm going, oh, we'll just Ask them if there's a reason why they don't always invite you out or tell them that it hurts your feelings or whatever. But um, I get what you're saying where it's like you tell it's like if I've told a guy like you never buy me flowers and the next day they bring me flowers. I'm like, oh, come on. 
you couldn't have even waited two days before you did that just makes it feel a little bit disingenuous. So I would definitely invest time in my other friendships and, you know, like it, it just feels, and I know you guys are friends, so I hate to do this, but like, it just feels really, really mean. It's one thing if you guys didn't all live together, but it feels a little contrived to me. And if it were me, I would want to know why I would say, did I do something like did I like hurt your feelings or did I do something embarrassing that I don't know about when we went out? Like, why don't you guys ever ask me to hang out? You know, because I have a lot of fun when we hang out. So I just feel like that's, it just hurts my feelings. That's all. That's what I would honestly do if I were you. But again, if you don't feel comfortable doing that, don't. Um, But I would just, it would drive me crazy to not know. Like, oh, is somebody jealous of my little basket that I bring out when I go out with my girlies? My little basket, my little Easter basket that I wear as a purse? Seems like you're jealous. And no, you can't borrow it. That's what I would say to them. By the way, I wore my basket out on Friday and I've, I've never in my life been hit on so much. Men were throwing themselves at me uh, because of the basket. They were like, what's in your basket? I was like... <laughs> wouldn't you like to know? Freak the hell away from me. I'm like, don't touch my basket. Who do you think you are? My friends were like, that was like an aphrodisiac, this little basket you got going on here. Um, but yeah, girl, I don't know. Something about it just feels really, really mean girl. It feels really honestly high school. So I, I would probably just say something. Um, okay. Oh, this one says, please don't read on the potty. So I'm not going to read that one. Okay. Um, okay. This one says literally the hottest moment of my life. Ooh. Okay. Hi, Carly and the sweet baby angels. I'm an OG secret keeper and I've been a huge fan of yours since the girl code days. Oh, thanks so much. So much that I was inspired to dye my hair bright red, like your signature look. Spoiler alert. Your girl obviously could not pull it off. And I did end up going back to brunette within a month. Anywho, I had the hottest thing happen to me today at work. And I was like, oh my God, Carly would love this. A few months ago, I started working in an office at a big construction company. Stop. That's my dream job. Stop. That's my dream job. So there are a lot of guys in and out all day between the office staff and the salesmen. But you already know my favorite guys are the hot ass foremen that come in all sweaty. Stop. After working all day, so so I can process all the payments from their jobs. Today, the number one hottie who's like 6'3 and an absolute sweetie pie came up to me with his hand out just to show me the new blister he got from working with a jackhammer. Stop. I'm blushing. I grabbed his hand to examine it up close. And girl, there were so many calluses and permanent stains covering his skin from all the hard work he does. I'm I'm not really sure why he was showing me, (laughs) but I analyzed his palm for way too long. And it was basically art. Legit the Mona Lisa of blue collar hands. Anyway, he's so hot and funny. And I would like to have his callous covered hands in marriage. And he has a girlfriend and also told me once that he doesn't believe in doctors or science. Yeah. That, those guys are always on some shit like that. There's one thing about a construction worker, like from my experience, a lot of them are very much like mm, we're living in a simulation. You know, they're, they're, they might be a little, it's giving a little conspiracy theory, theorist. 
And you guys know I say that with peace and love because I say that coming from a person that I love. I love, you know, I love construction. I love them so much. But yeah, him not believing in doctors or science is really just icing on the cake. Love guys like that. Uh, so he's probably not the one. I will, however, be dreaming about that moment for the remainder of my weekend, hoping he has a single brother. <laughs> For the both of us, I'll keep you posted. Kiss your head on the lips. XO. Oh my God. Wait, you guys, I actually have a story that I cannot believe I forgot to tell you in the beginning of this episode because it just happened today. Um, I was at the beach with my friend and I'm trying, like I unhooked the top of my bathing suit to like, so I don't get a line when I tan. Right. But like, it's my boobs are covered, whatever. And I have no idea if our prayers have been answered or something, but a group of like six guys <laughs> put their blanket next to me and my friend. And I was like laying down, just like tanning. And my friend goes, hot guys. <laughs> I just heard her out of the <laughs> like, just hot guys. And I'm like, what? She's like, hot guys. and I look and they're right next to us. We listen to them start talking. They're British, bitch. Bitch, they're British. So then they go in the water and they come out and it's like everything's in slow motion because you're in love. And then we're just like next to them, whatever. Nobody's talking to anybody. But my friend was said something to me and I had like dozed off for a second. And I went, I went, what? And I sat up and girl, why did my boob? Why, why was my boob out? Because I forgot that the top of my bathing suit wasn't, wasn't on. Why was my boob out? I like lifted up so quick that it went boop and I went <gasps> immediately covered it. But somebody got a show. Okay. And they could take that back to the UK. What's with all the Brits in New York lately? What are you guys doing? Stop coming here. Bring me over there. I feel like w- would a British guy like me? I don't know. Those British guys were very hot and they definitely are like tattoo artists because they were covered in tattoos. And like one of them, they were just like very hot. I'm mad at them. Um, But yeah, that was definitely embarrassing. Hey, what's with me not uh, being able to just keep my very small boobs in covered in clothing? I have no idea. They're very small. Shouldn't be a problem. Uh, But I do struggle with that. So. Because you guys remember the date story where my boob came out on a date. <laughs> he would think just hearing me, you would think that they were big. But um, OK. So this one says, but a psychic told me that dot, dot, dot. sorry, this is a long one. Hi, Carly and my favorite cool cats and kittens. First off, I just want to say thank you for bringing your mom <laughs> on to answer my last question. I wrote in asking for advice and dealing with my mother overstaying her welcome in my very small apartment. Update, she's still with me, but I got a place with more space and there's an end in sight. Oh, good. You and your mom really helped me alleviate some of the guilt that I was feeling. Oh, that's so nice. My mom will be so happy to hear that. She's going to, um, I'm sure she's listening in. Now, on to the reason why I'm writing again. I've been very single for the past three years, in parentheses, excluding a high school style makeout session last summer with a guy I knew, a guy I knew was leaving the state and later found out he had a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want love so badly, but I have not met anybody that I'm remotely, r- remotely interested in beyond the, oh, he's cute kind of stage. Or if I have, I'm disillusioned quickly at this first sign of their bullshit. 
Moving on, about a month ago, a psychic told me in the month of June, I'd be meeting somebody that I wouldn't be sure of initially, but if I gave the chance to, I would be exactly in for what I'm looking for. Um, she said we would be very attracted to one another and want the same things, but she saw us at very different stages in life. She said, this person might not be able to right now, but will want to give me the world, uh, that both of us would be worried about not being, sorry, about not being the people we want to be with for one another. Um, but in time we would be perfectly matched. So she went on into detail about somebody from a past relationship deciding that they want me back and going above and beyond to prove it to me. While she was describing and this difficult situation we'd be going through, I didn't tell her it wasn't a relationship, but my ex-best friend. She said it was a deep soul contract between us and we weren't done yet. I left thinking um, this all sounds great, but it's way too good to be true. I work at an elementary school, but in the summer we have a day camp program. Fast forward to June and my new summer hire is a full on five course meal. Ooh, we love to see it. He's super tall and very handsome. Even his voice is sexy. Problem. He's my coworker's son. He's only 20 and still in college. I'm 30 and I'm kind of his boss or at least his supervisor. Absolutely nothing has happened except me reading into every little interaction we've had telling myself he's the one because of it. Um, like he holds the doors open for me. And in my head, I'm like, clearly he wants to me to be the mother of his children. <laughs> we both like the same favorite chips. So of course we're soulmates giving the nature of our work. Uh, we've never had time to just talk, but over lunch, I found out that he's in college, um, which will res result in a pretty lucrative career. I don't want to get into specific just in case we know, uh, just in case anyone we know is listening. I keep telling myself that I need to be realistic and just move on. But in the back of my head, I keep hearing that damn psychic telling me it's going to be worth it. But dating my coworkers, barely legal child seems out of the question. I'm struggling because I haven't had a real crush on anybody in so long. Please talk some sense into me, make me see the light. And I don't end up sexually. So I don't end up sexually harassing this 20 year old employee and start vabbing daily to try and make the psychic right. The friend situation. I'll try and keep this short. Uh, about four years ago, my my best friend got really upset with me about how I was planning her baby shower and stopped talking to me. She felt like I was I wasn't taking it seriously enough and I wasn't showing interest in doing it for her. She was right. At the time, I was working two jobs and in the middle of having to move. This girl was literally like my sister. We talked every day, shared everything about our lives, spent holidays together. I'm the godmother of her first child. We've been friends since seventh grade. I was devastated when this happened. I know um, it's not true, but in my head, I was the greatest friend. I silently forgave every transgression um, when she said my depression was too much for her. So I just stopped talking about it at 12 a.m. when her boyfriend kicked her and their baby out. I was the one who showed up to help her move to her mom's house and then back home when he changed his mind. I know now that I wasn't a perfect friend, but I still don't think I deserved this. I didn't hear from her for four months. And then she invited me and my mom to Thanksgiving at her house like everything was normal again. Obviously, I didn't go. She did the same thing with Christmas and I didn't go again. I dropped off my goddaughter's Christmas gift and gave her a hug and left right away. To be clear, we were still not talking during this time. I guess not really staying up 
I guess not staying really upset her. And she started posting on social media about how terrible it is when friends abandon you, um, which started this huge back and forth via Facebook messenger between us, which uh, we've tried to be friends since then. But I honestly never felt like I could trust her again. She's been trying a lot harder until yesterday when Roe was overturned, but I just wasn't interested. She recently found God and started hating all the sinners. Oh, not the sinners. She's judging me for not hating LGBTQIA plus and not changing my views on abortion. Yesterday, she posted about how we're not real Christians if we support the right to choose. I could honestly go on and on about the bullshit we've gone through, but I think you get it. It's time to just be done with her, right? I'm going to miss her being a, I'm going to miss her friendship and being a part of her, my goddaughter's life. But in the past four years, I haven't been allowed to be around much anyway. After almost 20 years of friendship, it's hard to cut ties and walk away, but I think it might be for the best. I just don't get any joy from our friendship. I know it's selfish, so I'm not sure if I need to learn how to be there for somebody, even if our differences or learn how to walk away. You know what? Can I just tell you something before I even get into like my opinions on this? Oh, and then she gives some fuck Mary kills. Before I even get into my opinions on this, I just want to say an opinion that I have about you. I think you are the sweetest sweetie to ever live. Um, You're really nice. And I'm sure you're one of these people that's like almost it sucks because like people should be nice, right? Everybody should be nice. I think I'm nice. I consider myself nice, but there's some people that are nice and then others take advantage of them. Like even this little example you gave of like her telling me like, hey, your depression really bums me out. So like, please stop talking about it. Eh, I don't know if she's a great friend. I know that all of the things that you've mentioned, it really seems like you're a wonderful person and a wonderful friend. And even from your like previous emails and the situation, like you seem just like such a sweetie. So don't ever feel like you did something wrong um, in a situation like this. I think that, you know, there are different stages to life and there are people who are meant to be in those stages. And then when we grow and effervesce and change, sometimes those people, it's not that, oh, I'm not taking you with me. It's just they're not with me or they're not with you, you know? that's kind of how I feel. I I think that like there are different people for different phases and stages of our lives. And that's just what happens. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's completely normal. I think 20 years was a great friendship. And if you want to make peace with it in your head, I think you can just say like, I'm grateful for those years. That was wonderful. You know, wish you all the best, wish them well. That's really all you could do. Um, the situation with this guy though, and the psychic, it does seem very specific, right? Like the month was right. Um, but what I will say is if you feel like you're going to get into trouble at your job, I would wait for him to be like leaving and then say something to him and then make the move. I don't know if I would want to say something while he's still working there just because it can make for, for a really awkward conversation. And then like moving forward, it could be really awkward or, you know, it could just get messy. Like just even like if you guys start dating or seeing each other, then you have to work and keep it a secret. And then someone could get in trouble. It just like, seems like somebody's going to get in trouble. But I would say maybe hint at it. See if he pick, see if he bites. Right. 
but I get it. Like, listen, psychics have said stuff to me before where I was just like, I know, I know she's right. I know she's right. So I know that you feel like you really like him, which kind of the the situation sucks, right? Because if it were any other situation, you could just be like, Hey, do you want to go hang out or something? But, um, if he's working with you, you got to tread, you got to tread slightly. And I wouldn't make a move until, unless you know, a hundred percent that he's interested, but Hey, Vab, before you go to work, let me know how it goes. Let me know. Let me know. Um, <laughs> by the way, you guys, every single day, and, and I appreciate this more than anything, every single day, I get messages of you guys sending me pictures of your garbage men. And I'm obsessed with that. I'm really obsessed with that. I also did want to, and I can't believe I forgot to talk about this at the top of the episode, but since it was just mentioned Roe versus Wade being overturned, I I wanted to speak about this. I can't believe it just like completely escaped my mind because I was talking about all the embarrassing things that have happened to me. But, um, you know, it, it's a very, very sad day. It was a very sad day for women. And I think moving forward, I just want to encourage everybody to know who you're voting for in your uh, know who you're voting for, your governor, your mayor, all of these elected officials. We have to go out and vote because the president is the last one we should be worrying about. Worry about the people in in the state that you live in. You know, like the I think primaries are coming up for governor for New York and there's all these people that are in the mix. And it's just like we have to make sure that we're getting out and voting. It's so important and encourage your friends to do that as well, because last week was a shit show in the news. They got rid of a hundred year old law about concealing carry in New York City. And then the literal, I think within 24 hours, the next day, Roe versus Wade was overturned. And I've expressed how I feel about Roe versus Wade. I think it's necessary. I think it's necessary health care for women to have the option to make their own choice. And that's all to say, listen, I've never, this is extremely personal. I've never had an abortion. And at this point in my life, if I got pregnant, I don't know that I would do that. I don't know that I would go and get an abortion, but that has nothing to do with my personal views on what other people do. And the reason why I'm sharing that it's because it's so unbelievably personal. Like even if I have never had an abortion, I would never ever want to take that right away from a woman that has no other choice and no other option. And that's a woman, uh, a decision that no woman ever ever wants to have to make. Okay. I've seen it countless times and it's, it's unbelievably heartbreaking. There are people who have no choice. There are people who have an ectopic pregnancy, by the way, this completely, it makes it completely illegal to have an abortion in some States. If if they do so decide, which the last time I checked, it was like seven or eight different States had already said it's banned. There are some women that will die if they carry a baby to term. There are some women that have ectopic pregnancies. There are some women who are victims of rape or of incest. I don't believe in making a woman have a baby against her will. I'm sorry. And I know that there's people who are very religious, like they were just mentioning in the last email. There are people who are very religious that, well, this is God's will. This is God. You can't play God. And I, I, 
I respect your religion. I would fight for you to practice your religion, just like I would fight for anybody to have equal rights and to practice what they believe in. But by no means does by no means does that mean you can pose your personal beliefs onto me. It's just not fair. And I know that it's just it's such an easy thing. People are like, oh, well, you know, what about God? It's like, OK, things are more complicated than that. And I was raised Catholic. I could tell you my personal beliefs on religion is I don't think whoever's up there would ever want a woman to be assaulted. I just don't believe it. I'm sorry. I just don't believe it. So. With all that being said, the whole reason I wanted to talk about this was to urge you all to vote. Make sure you're registered to vote. Make sure you're voting during the the primaries with within your state. It's so important. We're living in really, really sad times. And I know that there were I got a lot of messages. I posted something that I had written um, the other day on my Instagram story and I was getting messages. Oh, fuck you. You don't know what you're talking about. And then people were just bringing stuff. I'm like, what are you saying? You know, everybody wants everyone to have free speech until that speech is against what they fucking believe. And I'm sorry, but just by telling a woman she can't do something, she automatically doesn't have as many rights as a man. And that's my spiel. Okay. I wanted to talk about it in the beginning of the episode. I forgot because the the British guy saw my saw my cellulite. But anywho, you guys, I I will never ever stop fighting for that. And I wish that there was more that we could do, but we have to hit them where it hurts and and vote. Um and there should be something that's because also like and this is the last thing I'll say about it. This is so unfair to women in general, but especially to women that are poor. It is contributing to systemic poverty because a woman with the means to be able to, OK, I'm going to travel to another state to get this procedure done. A woman with money will never have that struggle. It'll never be an option. It it, it will always be an option for them because they'll be able to travel. A lot of people don't have the luxury of that. And it's like you're you're forcing somebody to have a, a child against their will because they can't afford to get the procedure done or they can't afford to travel to go get the procedure done. It's not fair. I'm just also like, not for nothing. You trust me with a baby, but you don't trust me to make a choice. All right, I'm getting riled up. I'm getting riled up now. This next one says, hold on, there's two connected to it. So I just got to make sure because sometimes you guys will send one and then you'll go, oops, sorry, read this one instead. And I'm like, oh, God damn, I just read the whole other one. Um, okay, hold on. This one says when to unfollow these men. I'm a girly. Love you in the potty so much. Oh, thanks so much. Love you, too. 
I wanted to get your opinion on unfollowing a guy on social media once you stop talking to them. I recently ended things with a guy that I was talking with for a couple of months. I still have strong feelings for him, and he always talked about a future with us. However, recently he's been giving me mixed signals, and I felt like he wasn't putting in the same effort that he was originally putting forward. Um, In parentheses, your podcast has helped me through that. If he's not 100% in, he's out. Tad it on my ass. Let's do it, girls. Uh, I have him muted on social media for now, but I was wondering what my girl would do in this situation. I'm hesitant to unfollow him and potentially ruin a chance of us talking again in the future. But I also don't think holding on to hope that he may reach out is conductive to me moving on. I'm torn if I should leave him unmuted for a couple of months. Let's see how the summer works out for the girlies and unfollow him uh, down the line or just get it over with and unfollow him now. I would love your opinion on this. And thank you for making my Monday so much better. Oh, thank you so much for listening on Mondays. Ooh, kissing you right. And, and the fur babies right on the lips. I've attached a picture of my garbage man. <gasps> Let me see. Stop. He's wearing shorts and high top sneakers. One thing about a garbage man is he's showing up and he's showing out. So here's the thing. I am such a bitch that like. When I stop talking to someone, I am never unfollowing you because it doesn't affect me at all. When I stop talking to someone, I never think about them again. <laughs> like it's truly unbelievable. And I think it might be an illness. I just feel like, listen, it, if you feel like it's going to be like you're going to be uh, it's going to hurt you in some way or you're going to be like kind of not obsessing. I know that's not the right word, but if you're going to be thinking about it a lot and going, oh, I wonder if he's looking at me. I wonder if he knows I'm looking at him and blah, 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 blah. Don't drive yourself crazy. Then unfollow him. Who cares at the end of the day? But to me, I'm just like, no, I'm not unfollowing you, but I'm going to mute you. So I never look at your stories. And I'm never going to like your pictures and you're going to have to sit around and watch me and my little rhinestones in my hair when I go to a concert on Saturday night. Because I will tell you that all of them will watch my stories and they'll react to them. I'm like, oh, please, you're obsessed. You're in love. You can't ask for my hands in marriage because I'm over you. But that's me being a psycho. If you feel like it's not good for your mental well-being, please just unfollow the guy. It doesn't matter. You know? I can always tell, do you guys feel this way? I can always tell when like people are going through a breakup because everybody starts like acting crazy on social media. Like the girlies that never posted like selfies or like bathing suit pictures. And they were with a guy for like a couple of years and then they break up. And then next thing I know, my, my girl is freaking popping it open in Tulum, posting pictures of her butthole. I'm like, that's my girl. I know what you're doing, but that's my girl. And the guys are like out with the boys and they have all a picture of them and like four of their best friends at their neighborhood bar. And like they're none of them are smiling and they're all doing a peace sign, which is so fucking embarrassing. Men taking pictures is you guys men taking pictures. Honestly, I want to cry. When I look at them, because, you know, that they all went, we look so cool. You really know. And they're always like they always are like touching their hands are like covering their balls like nobody's going to kick you. Why are you covering your balls? What a weirdo freak you are. Um, where are these other? Oh, what's today? The 26th. Okay. Um, let's see. Let's see. 
There was one that I got last week. And for some reason, the, these aren't loading, but there was one that I saw last week that one of you had sent in that I really, really wanted to get to, but I don't know why I think I got, it got pushed down. Damn it to hell. I'm going to have to find it and I'll read it next week. Uh, let's see. This one says op-ed men or dogs. Hi, girly, and your sweet baby boys. Writing to you with another random thought I've had, I feel like it should be shared. Men are literally remind me of dogs. This theory mostly stems from the fact that my boyfriend is always asking me to scratch his back and his head, which quite frankly is the exact thing that I do to the dog. So like, what's the difference there? Men also need constant cleaning up after, pee anywhere they want, and require so much attention to function properly, much like a dog. But then all of these thoughts came full circle this past weekend. I was at a destination wedding in Putacana. Ooh, luxurious. And a bunch of the guests were in the, at the pool drinking and having a blast because, you know, sand, sun, and free drinks. Many of the guys were playing toss with something that looked much like a tennis ball that you would throw to a golden retriever. One of the guys was standing right next to me and literally turns and says, I have to go play ball. And then doggy paddles over. <laughs> oh my God. Goodbye to the other men that are quote unquote playing ball. I have never laughed harder. Oh, God damn it. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I just lost my spot. I've never laughed harder in my life because holy shit, men are honestly dogs. The man's tongue might as well have been hanging out of his damn mouth when he swam over there. I mean, come on. The girls I was with had a good laugh and I thought you might appreciate the growing evidence I have that men are dogs and very well might be walking around on four legs. I wouldn't be surprised at this point. Oh my God. That's so funny. It's so true. Every time I'm at the beach, I see guys throwing men. One thing about men, they're bringing a football. And they're going to go to the shore and they're going to be in everyone's way. That's just trying to go in the water and they're going to throw the ball. They're going to have a catch. They're going to have a catch. I saw today guys playing. Oh, hi, Robert. You feeling good? Hell yeah. Okay. He's scratching my, my uh, little rug I have in there. I'm very happy about that. I got nervous about my baby for a second, but he seems to be thriving. Yeah. Scratch it. My angel, God, if anything ever happened to Robert, I swear to God, you guys, well, I would go missing. I would just go missing. Um, but yeah, men love, there were guys playing that game, which I actually have at my house, which I meant to bring to the beach, the, the Velcro mitt with the ball. Cause that really doesn't involve, like, I don't want to like actually be catching stuff with my hands. Because I can't be trusted like that. But I have a set that I ordered like a month ago from Amazon. And I forgot to bring it. But that stuff is fun. You ever see the people bringing so much shit to the beach that you're like, what the fuck did you carry this all in? Like you guys all carry this on your backs. That's insane. There were people there today with a pool and a blow up thing and two tents and two coolers. I'm like, what, where did you, wh how did you get here? You know, those people that bring that game, what's that game cornhole, which by the way, change it. That's a horrific name. I hate that name. Cornhole. Uh, okay. Call it butthole. Cause that's what it is. You know, that game, it's like a, a wood, a piece of wood with a hole in it and you got to throw a sandbag into it. People bring that to the beach. I'm like, what are you doing, babes? Get a Frisbee and shut your mouth. Okay. I'm on one today. You guys, can you tell I'm PMSing? Not get a Frisbee and shut your mouth. <laughs> shut up. I'm done. So, okay. 
This next one says rice cakes and car rides. Hi, Carly and the fur baby angels. Love the potty and your energy every week. Oh, thank you. Personally, my favorite is when secret keepers write in about embarrassing things. I listen to the podcast in my car on the way to or from work. I work in Boston. So more often than not, I'm in standstill traffic, stopping at red lights. As I listen and laugh about all the embarrassing things people write in while I'm in my car, I thought, holy shit, I'm laughing my ass off alone in my car. This is so embarrassing and highly ironic. Since I'm constantly in standstill traffic and see many cars during my daily two-hour commute, I thought to myself, how many darn people in the car next to me have glanced over and there I am no makeup, hair not brushed, eating a banana, laughing in my car alone with the windows up. I couldn't help but wonder if I look like a crazy person. I will now also throw in a, uh, that I have a 2010 sedan with 0% tint on any of my windows. Following this up, I was dying when you were explaining how choking was so embarrassing. And I couldn't agree more. I brought some rice cakes to work because I'm a classy bitch instead of little Debbie dongs and it backfired on me. Uh, you may be thinking, oh my God, the poor thing choked on a rice cake. No, I choked on the cheese powder dust from the rice cake. That stuff is very dangerous and lethal. I must have inhaled it when I was about to bite into the rice cake and it just got fumes of cheesy powder down my esophagus, currently coughing up a lung from my cubicle. I'm just going to eat Lay's next time. Yeah, you got to just go with the chips. Um, I will be waiting for you to come to Boston for a show. Thanks for always making me chuckle. Oh, how cute. And then she sends in a picture of the culprit, the culprit, a.k.a. the Quaker Farms cheddar rice chips. I love a rice cake. I don't know what the hell's wrong with me. I don't know what the hell is wrong with me. But yeah, I sometimes will listen to a podcast when I'm walking, which is even worse when it comes to laughing. I'll be walking down the street in the city, hysterical laughing. I love that podcast, Smartless. Um, it really they crack me up. It's like. I love that there's, uh, it's Sean Haynes, um, Will Arnett and Jason, um, not fucking Jake's Jason, not Jason Sudeikis, Jason, you know, Jason from Ozark, Jason, hold on, Jason, hold on. Watch his name's not Jason. I just said Jason 4 million times. Jason Bateman, Jason Bateman hottie with a body. We love to see it, but I crack up. They're so, so funny on that podcast. I love them, but I agree. I agree. Okay. This one says a guy in the mob asked for my number help greetings, Carly and salutation to the body hotties, the potty hotties. Ooh, is that the new thing? Let's make that a thing. The potty hotties. I'm a fairly new listener to the pod, but I've been listening to Secret Keepers Club religiously for the past two months. I never thought I would be one of the people who would send in an email because my life is boring with no particular stories to tell. You know, what's really embarrassing people who tell you that what you did was embarrassing. <laughs> one time in high school, I was in the dining hall at our school and they had a strict no phone policy. I got caught being on my phone and got my phone confiscated. A girl in my senior a girl, my senior, then tells me, wow, that's so embarrassing for you. And then tell me why that was the most embarrassing shit ever. <laughs> oh, my God, that's so true. And I still think about it to this day. Not the fact that I got my phone taken away by the teacher, but the fact another girl was telling me that it was embarrassing was so embarrassing. Oh, my God, that's so funny. She oh, hold on. I'm going to. I, I want to say something about that at the end of this email. Uh, anyways, jumping into the story about two weeks ago, I got on an elevator. Oh, by the way, you guys. Um, I don't know if I said the title of this email is a guy in the mob asked for my number help. Yes, I did. I just remember that I did say it. About two weeks ago, I got in the elevator in my apartment with an extremely hot older gentleman. 
gentlemen, FYI, I'm 24. It was the first time I couldn't look at someone for too long because I could feel myself blushing. He held the door open for me and said, wow, I love your hair color. It's so pretty. I'm a redhead. And when I tell you all the way up to the 19th floor where I live, this man was staring at me intensely. Okay. Kind of scary, kind of hot. Uh, We talk about the weather and I feel awkward engaging because I'm not used to making small talk with strangers like this is New York. So I take a sip of my water because I don't want to have to talk. Pro tip, always drink something when you don't want strangers to talk to you because then you can't respond to them if you have something in your mouth. And he proceeded to make conversation with me and the vibes were so gosh darn flirty, Carly. As I exited the elevator, he winks at me and said, good night, sweetie. Okay, no, because now we're squirting. Now the girlies are squirting. Not good night, sweetie. And oh my fucking God, if any other guy winked at me, I would have barfed majorly right on their face then. But he was respectful and a fucking dilf. (laughs) I love this for my girlies. Uh, I texted all my friends immediately that evening, telling them about how the silver fox dilf hottie was heavily flirting with me on the elevator. I won't lie if I thought about whether he was single and stuff like that since he did seem significantly older than I am. I'm guessing he could be anywhere between 47 and 51. Okay, goddamn. Good for you, girl. But he was incredibly good shape, and I could not really tell. The only sign of age was his silver hair. Oh, he was so hot. But as you know, life goes on, and I kind of forgot about him. So fast forward to yesterday. I was headed outside when the front desk guy that I'm close with pulls me into the side and asks me if I have a minute to talk. I say, of course. He asked if I was ever in the elevator one time with an with a guy. And if we talked, I immediately realized it was a hot sell. It's a hot, sexy silver Fox Dilf that we've been talking about. I said, yes, I did. The front desk guy tells me that the older gentleman asked the front desk for my number, but the front desk guy said that they could not give out numbers like that because they had to ask me first. At this point, I'm like, wow, this man must really be in love with me already because I'm delusional like that. But holy motherfucking shit, the thing my front desk guy says next completely caught me me off guard. He says, he's a mob guy. And I was like, excuse me, a mob? What's a mobster doing in Brooklyn? Anyway, (laughs) I told my front desk guy that I'd have to think about it for a few days and I left. Then I did what all girls do when they face conflict. I searched, what's it like dating a mob guy in Quora? (laughs) After reading some responses and saying that that never date a mobster, I'm now thinking the front desk guy was definitely warning me. I'm currently casually dating two people. Both treat me very nicely, take me out, buy me flowers and handle my bills. Uh, Oh, my God. Not them handling your bills, girl. Where the fuck are, are you finding these guys? God damn. I'm enjoying my life and being courted by multiple men. Do I fuck around and add another guy onto my roster? <laughs> I keep imagining the silk, the sexy dilf <laughs> and all my other fuck buddies when he finds out I have other men. Oh my God. Yeah, no, that's actually scary. What if he hires a hitman and has me silently removed when I reject him and I don't give him my number? I wish I was making all this shit up, but I'm really just shook. What would you do? Maybe I'll be killed if he goes, if he goes and listens to the podcast and he finds out help. Oh my God. Thank you for reading. Uh, the podcast truly lightens up my most depressing days. I'm sure the others feel the same way. Oh, thank you so much. And then she adds in her Quora um, thing, which the I'm trying to zoom in, but the file is too small. The file is too small. Um, but yeah, I, I could assume that the Quora thing is like, hey, don't date that guy. You know, here, here's my thing. 
you know, it's giving, it's giving Christopher Maltesanti and you guys know how I feel. You guys know that I really have to pull myself back from what I really want to say, which is girl. Who knows? Who knows? What is the mafia at the end of the day? Is it really the mafia the way it used to be? Or are they just betting on horse races? Because if they're just betting on horse races, I'm down. But if you're out killing people, I can't be involved. But if you're betting, you're gambling, you know, they're compulsive gamblers. No, I'm, I'm making excuses for, for somebody that's no good for you. You, you gotta, you, you can't give me your number, girl. Not me making excuses because you said that he's, uh, quote, hold on. Uh, <laughs> you said he, uh, hold on. I gotta find it. He's the hot silver fox dilf daddy. Uh, so, you know, in, in when you put it that way, I automatically gravitate towards it's going to it's giving Christopher Maltesanti. And, you know, I loved him. But by the way, Christopher Maltesanti, terrible, terrible boyfriend, terrible husband, really bad guy. You know, I just love a schnoz. I love a guy with a schnoz. But anyway, I'm getting carried away. You should not date him. You're already, by the way, which again, I'm quoting you because you're you're now my queen. You're now my queen. The guy, the other guy, the other two guys you're dating treat you really nicely, take you out, buy you flowers and handle your bills, which never in my life has happened. Never in my life. So I think you're good. You obviously got it going on. We want to know your secrets. Don't get involved with anything messy. Okay. Don't get involved with anything messy, girl. You're getting into trouble. And I mean, I'm not really judging because you're 24. You're like, he might be 50. I think it's, I don't know what's going to come of it. Okay. And I, and I say that with peace and love. Uh, okay. So let's do, oh no, did I forget to, hold on. Damn it. There was a, all right. There was a um, fuck, Mary kill that I thought I copied and pasted, but I didn't. But I have another one uh, that somebody else had had written in, in one of the first emails we read. Mr. Clean, Charmin Teddy Bear, the dad, of course. Right. The dad in parentheses, it says the dad or the Michelin man. Wow. Mr. Clean is tall and buff and bald. And I like them. So I'm going to. The Charmin teddy bear dad is definitely cute. Like he's cute and non-threatening. And we love that for us. But he also seems a little and I hate to say this, but he seems a little dumb. And then you have the Michelin man who is also hot, you know, in his own way. Like, hold on, let me just. The Michelin man, he is. He, I don't know if I would say he's hot, you know, but he definitely has a lot of character. He's got big eyes. He's got big eyes. And I, and I wonder what this suit he's wearing is. Is it supposed to, what is it supposed to look like? And I fucking know somebody's going to DM me like, you idiot. It's supposed to look like this. I, I don't know what the, what the Michelin man, uh, what's the point of all the, the coils and the rolls? Is he naked? Is he wearing a, is he wearing one of those, oh, you know what? He might be wearing one of those like sweatsuits that like makes you sweat and it's really heavy. And, and then you like lose five pounds. 
Do you think he's wearing that? He is very cute. He has really kind eyes, the Michelin man. I think what we're going to have to do is marry Mr. Clean because we love a man that cleans in general. Okay. Fuck everyone else. Mr. Clean is tall, buff, bald, and cleans. Um, you're my husband. So we're marrying him. We're going to fuck the Michelin man just because we want to see what's under that suit. Or we want to figure out if that's even a suit. And then we're going to have to kill, you know, you know, bear daddy, which is very sad. But we got to do what we got to do out here. We have no choice. Um, but that's it for this week's episode. I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for tuning in. You can, uh, if you want more podcast, if you want more podcasts, you can tune in uh, at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific on Thursdays, Spotify, or if you want to tune in on the conversation and join in on the conversation, Spotify live, you guys can call in. We'll chit chat. We'll have a lot of fun and you can send in questions to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. I hope you guys have a great week and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.